0: You're listening to the Coach T podcast hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas, host of this beautiful podcast. It's been great bringing you these diverse minds and programs to listen to. Today I'm going to recap the Michigan Wrestling Association's 2022 Coaches Conference. The emphasis this year is on the growth of girls wrestling in the state. Last year was the first year that it became a sanctioned sport by the MHSAA, and anybody that had an opportunity to see those young ladies compete at the sectionals, I'm sorry, regionals that were hosted at Howell and Heartland or at the state tournament in Ford Field, saw some great, outstanding young athletes and given the opportunity. And we've mentioned so much about girl wrestlers that didn't have this opportunity that they have now that really paved the way for them the Rachel McFarlands, Cece Weber's, Caitlin Pizos, Elena Barubis, all the way back to Trisha Saunders back in the mid 80s. All these women pave the way for what we're seeing right now, which is an increase in participation for girls in wrestling. It's a beautiful thing to see. Some of the things we talked about is how we can continue to promote and give these girls opportunities to wrestle other girls. As mentioned before, drilling can be a little bit different between a girl and a boy versus a girl and a girl or boy and a boy. Moves are still the same, but just the drilling is slightly different. Also, there's many opportunities through Team Michigan to wrestle in the offseason and be part of these um, national teams and get to travel all across the country. Last year, I believe, our junior team took second in the country and our cadet team took third. I'll have to check that, but I, I remember them placing at least top four. And then we had some real hammers at the Fargo with paranational national champions and finalists and All-Americans which just shows that the coaching and the attention to detail that's going into girls wrestling as a growing sport is tremendous. Some of the things we've talked about in our general meeting as we look at reshaping the executive board, all things the Michigan Wrestling Associates has been able to do to promote wrestling, make it better for not just the athletes and the coaches, but the fans also, it's just amazing the networking you can do when you're at this conference and the people that you bump into. Had an opportunity to meet Miles Amin, the Olympic bronze medalist. Guy is really good, and him and his brother Malik did a great job. They had an hour-and-a-half clinic and just was more like a Q&A asking, what would you do in this position or how would you teach this? And the way, first of all, those two interacted was Amazing for me as a person that, that had a brother and things like that. It was really cool to see them interact like brothers. And <laughs> there was one point where Miles said something like, I, you can't just do this to get a reaction. You got to put your hands on or something like that. And Malik's like, well, oh, yeah, you can. You can do this like head fake. And it was just, it was cute to see it, see how those two go at each other like that. And really appreciative of them taking the time to, sh- to talk to us coaches and help us get better. From the coaching perspective, learning some different drills, how to promote your program. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned so far from all the people that I got to interact with is if your program doesn't have a youth or a middle school program, it's very difficult for you to build a program. One of my coaching colleagues came to me because I posted something on my social media platform about either you're building a team or you're building a program. And if you're building a team, that's okay, but recognize that you're only building a team and what that looks like. Building a team is easier, in my opinion. You get a couple of kids out of the hallways and you're hopefully able to develop them over the course of three to four years and they become really good, successful wrestlers for you. But then they graduate and who's coming aboard? You have no way to recognize who's coming. And once all those good kids graduate, what are you left with? You just don't know because you haven't done the time to put together a middle school program, put together a youth program, or even check in on what those programs are doing for you. Now, if you look at it from a football perspective, if I was a varsity football coach, you have an offensive and defensive scheme or philosophy those principles have to be taught from youth all the way up till they get to you. Prime example, I went to Lansing-Everett, and one of, our, one of the best teams in our conference was East Lansing High School. And from little kids all the way up, East Lansing ran this double-tight wing formation. But every year they would give, every team would get a different piece of the offensive and defensive package so they can master that. So when they got to the varsity level, it's just them just executing at a high level because they know exactly what they need to do. Same thing in wrestling. If you have a philosophical thing that you like to do, let's say, hey, we want to be really good on 2 and ones or we really want to be good at underhooks and I want you to show it and I want you to show it like this, tell your youth and middle school coaches what you want. If they truly are believing in the program and want it to be as successful as you want it to be, they will do those things. And hopefully the people that you have in your program don't have egos. Hopefully when you have a staff, you can sit down and really discuss what your vision is. And I always say as a varsity head coach, you should have a five year vision of where you want the program to be, where to start, where to end. And every five years you need to reassess What are the good things you did? What are the bad things you did? Or I should say not the bad things, but really what you should improve on. So I don't think there's really any bad things per se. We all make choices of what we're going to do, but we need to see what the consequences are, positive or negative. One of my favorite parts of the clinic is actually going to the Hall of Fame banquet. Well, let me backtrack. One of my favorite things about going to the clinic is seeing some of my former teammates and interacting with them in that space and catching up with them, with their families, and and happy that they're still involved. And Hopefully you can duel each other sometime because it's kind of like a meeting of the bread or meeting of family, so that's always nice. And discussing some of the issues that we run into as coaches. Like one of the big things is students that transfer into you thinking that things are going to be different when that student athlete has to change, has to modify their behavior in order to be successful. And sometimes the student athlete doesn't really realize that, that even though you change sceneries, you didn't change yourself. You didn't become this, you didn't mature over the time. You're the same kid that said, I'm leaving this program because this coach isn't good or they don't have good enough kids for me to work out with. And that's kind of the wrong mindset to have. And I truly believe in my heart of hearts, in wrestling, especially today, I don't care what program you are in, you can be successful as an individual if you take the time to recognize your strengths and weaknesses and try to seek out people to make you better, in the off-season especially. I think it's a huge and critical piece that is kind of missing when kids are like, man, I can't do it here, I gotta go here. Well, that's not true. You have so many access to regional training centers, camps throughout the summer. Take advantage of them. Join a national team. Okay? Coach is the same thing. If you're looking to, to further yourself as a, as a coach, take the time to go to camps and talk to other coaches. Meet together and really discuss what are, what are things are working at this level, what are things that need to improve. Because just as you were as an athlete, you're always constantly building and trying to be the best version of yourself for you and for your athletes. Now, for the Hall of Fame banquet, my favorite part is seeing the Hall of Fame inductees. And congratulations to all our Hall of Fame inductees this year. Uh, One that sticks out to me is Dave Mills. For those that know, Dave Mills was the longtime coach at Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central and Grand Valley State University. And my interactions with Coach Mills have always been positive. Our mutual link is between is between us and Larry Powell, who was an assistant coach at Mount Pleasant where Dave went and was a state champion. And I can remember in college wrestling against this Grand Valley teams. And you have to remember, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, having to... I need to talk to some of those guys. But Grand Valley at the time, you had, like, Brian Thomas, Rick Paul Heiss, the Jervis Twins, Kitchell, all these different, like, just really outstanding wrestlers at the time. And we got to wrestle with them every you know, every year. And Coach Mills had a system that, that worked very well and built Grand Valley into this club powerhouse, which is now going to be transitioning next year into Division Two for both men and women's wrestling. you know That dream in 2000 to where it's at is just amazing. And hearing his speech and listening to what he had to say about his longtime coach, Rod Rapp, who unfortunately passed away back in September, and dedicating his Hall of Fame plaque and essentially his career to the things that he learned from Coach Rapp uh, brought a tear to my eye. I met coach rap one time when uh Mr. Powell I, coach Powell Mr. Powell using interchangeably interchangeably Larry Powell was inducted into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame and great guy amazing mentor you could tell that the people that he has influenced over the course of it, or the course of his career as a coach is tremendous and you still feel that even to this day but a lot of great speeches and really identifying, I think the biggest thing that I found from listening to their speeches: be true to yourself, put the kids first, and never forget that your family is your biggest supporter, and they're the ones that are granting you the opportunity to be a part of these young people's lives. They're sacrificing time with, with you for you to give it to others, to be selfless for others. I think it's amazing. Amazingly to think about in the in the grand scheme of things, because as coaches we get caught up in the wins and losses. But the bottom line is, we are giving ourselves to something that's a little bit higher calling. We're giving ourselves to people and trying to make them the best versions of themselves. That being said, this is my plug for why people should go to this conference. First, I believe that the networking is beautiful the different vendors they have to the coaches that you can interact with and ask questions about. Every single coach that I've interacted with at this conference and throughout my coaching career, wrestling career, et cetera, have never turned me down when it comes to asking questions. We need to ask questions, especially young coaches. It's a great way for you to reach out to people and really kind of find your niche and what's going to work for you in your program. The other thing is an opportunity to be part of these committees that are part of wrestling change. um, I'm fortunate to be part of a rules committee, which helps with um, looking at changes in the rules for the following year and things like that. With our Michigan Wrestling Association having this communication chain of who to go to to ask questions. I think it's it's amazing. It's amazing opportunity to network also. If you haven't gotten your CPR, you can get it done all in one fell swoop there. And the bottom line is if you're not networking, if you're not developing professionally in the sport, you're not truly helping those that you claim to want to help. And I'm talking about your athletes. If you're not doing getting the educational piece if you're not doing those things, you're, you're doing your athletes a disservice. So I would urge you and many others to go to this clinic. Now, granted, there are some programs that they go to this clinic or they go to another one, but go to something. I'm, I'm an advocate for this one, but continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to push to be the best coach that you can be for your athletes. Last thing. I am gonna be taking a extended break. I do have many people that I'm gonna be interviewing over the next two months to keep all the content flowing, but I'm gonna take a break. As you guys know, I coach middle school wrestling here at Pinconning and we're starting our youth program this year. So that's a tremendous amount of time and effort that I'm so happy to be a part of and to give back to but that's going to be my focus for the next uh, couple months. At the same time, continue to interviewing, interview some of the great minds out here in wrestling. So for those of you, I appreciate all the love and support. I appreciate when you guys tell me that, hey, I enjoy listening to your podcast. It's a great thing to listen to. It makes me feel very happy uh, that that my podcast is making a difference in your coaching making a difference in your athletes, and hopefully making a difference in you as a person. Enjoy. Have a great, great winter with Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas. And to all the coaches, teams, athletes, surrender your outcome. Have fun. And remember, it's not about you. It's about the team. Peace out. I'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.